Ephesians is a book of the Bible that offers encouragement and hope for our everyday lives. So let's take a look back at where it all began. The book of Ephesians was written by Paul to the Christians living in Ephesus, an ancient Rome city, now modern-day Turkey. The book contains Paul's teachings on faith, obedience, and how to live faithfully as individuals and as a Christian community. In this series, Pastor Bank takes us on a journey through Ephesians that will help us understand how blessed believers are, our position in Christ, and how our blessings should be reflected in our lives in the world. Remember this, God can use us to do his work in this world, no matter where we are or what struggles we may face, as long as you are seeing yourself as God sees you. for the celebration of your word. Yes. Your word that's already settled in the heavens. We bring into manifestation on the earth that settled word. We embrace it. We receive it. We thank you for it. And we bless you forever. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that your word is settled. trembles. You reign and poverty trembles. You reign and sickness trembles. You reign and addiction trembles. You reign and rebellion trembles. You reign. You reign. You reign. You season yes. of unlimited opportunities, Amen. unlimited possibilities, yes. in the name of Jesus, yes. every unimaginable impossibility in our lives are destroyed, in the name of Jesus, yes. we unleash in this season, yes. we unleash in this new year, the blessings of God, over the people of God, in the name of Jesus yes. hallelujah shortage is not your portion yes. in the name of Jesus you will live in the land of the overflow. In the name of Jesus, progress forward, always and never behind. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Uh, you may take your seat if you can. Amen. Praise God. Welcome to this service this morning coming from Global Artery Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia. We welcome all of you that are in the sanctuary and those of you that are joining us online. You're welcome. You can tell we're excited here. And we are, because we have a good reason to be. God is on our side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? 
So come and join this community. We are together. We put the devil to flight and we establish a community that is glorifying Jesus. Amen. You are most welcome. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo. Amen. Amen. That was so good. That was so good. I enjoyed that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, amen. Bishop David Adeoye, you are welcome. Mrs. Bishop Antonia Adeoye, you are welcome. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you so much for spending your New Year with us. We truly appreciate that. And to everybody else in the house, you guys are looking very good, very, very good. My goodness, I'm, hearing, I'm seeing all this blinking, blinking. I need to put on the shade. I need to put on the shade so, so I don't go blind from all the blinking, blinking, blinking. I can tell that Christmas has been good to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All of you are welcome. We thank God for every single one of you. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about this new year, this new season, because of the things that God is teaching us and how we're going to move forward in progress as established believers in the kingdom of God. Amen. All right. They put me on the clock. That's the only thing I don't like about this January one. <laughs> I'm on a clock here. And I don't know if the clock has started already. But I think, I think seniority should come for something. Don't, don't you think so? <laughs> Either seniority or executive privilege. <laughs> One of the other. Amen. Praise God. But really, we understand that this is a very special day. We are family members. We are friends. And it's a time to celebrate. But there's no real celebration apart from Jesus. And so that's why we took the time even though we had a watch night service last night, to come back this morning and just acknowledge God and thank him for wrapping up 2022 and unwrapping and unveiling his plan for us in 2023. So I'm going to just speak for a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to title this, Pray More and Effectively in 2023. Praying more and effectively in 2023. If there's any criticism or complaint about the gospel of God's grace, it is that we don't pray enough. It is that we have become lax as a result of our understanding of the finished work of Christ. There are those that say, well, because the work is finished, what else have we got to do? Let me get my Kool-Aid or Pina Colada, whichever one you drink. Don't tell me what you drink, don't, don't just. <laughs> That's between you and God. Just get your Kool-Aid and go to the beach and sit down there and just watch your stock grow. It's nothing else to do. And so, that critic, criticism is fair game. Now, there are other things they say which I don't agree with, about the laxity, about the fact that grace makes you sin, and all that's nonsense. That's really nonsense. It's only those who do not understand the message that will say that. But there's a sense in which knowing that God has finished the work can put a person to become, can make a person become complacent and not nearly as diligent in certain areas of living as we ought to. So in this new year, we want to set the record straight. We want to pray more and effectively. Now, when you heard me say pray more, immediately the antennas are up. 
Okay, so now do I need to pray one hour a day, two hours a day, four hours a day, six hours a day, and so forth and so on. And there is a place for increased prayer time. But I don't believe that that's necessarily what the scripture is saying. In fact, one of the ancients, I'm not sure if it's uh, Charles Podgion or Dear Moody that says, quote, they hardly pray for 10 minutes. But 10 minutes do not go by before praying. Some of you got it. The bird is still flying. It will land. Let me quote it. Let me say it again. They say they hardly pray for 10 minutes at a time. But that 10 minutes do not go by before praying or without praying. Huge. Luke 18, verse 1, where Jesus said, men ought to always pray and not offend. What do you think Jesus is talking about? If you are to always pray and not offend. For sure, it's not just talking about setting aside one hour a day, two hours a day, four hours a day. No. Always, he says. Now, as if that is not clear enough, Paul comes to us in 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, verse 4, 17. He said, pray with that season. Non-stop prayer, or non-stop prayer. So the issue is not one hour, or two hours, or three hours, although that is good. What I'm saying to us this morning, in order to overcome the prayer deficiency, is that we should pray more. And by that I mean pray always. Don't take any moment for granted. Don't assume you know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, who to do it with. No! That's the greatest mistake we ever made. To think I wake up at 6 a.m. and pray for, from 6 to 8, and that's, that's the end of it. I just go on, do my business. No. Time will not permit me to take you to scriptures and, and show you. Nehemiah, in chapter 1, was before the king. His heart was downcast because of the condition of his hometown, home country. And the king was asking him, Nehemiah, what do you need? And the Bible put it in the scriptures to help us know that while he was yet standing before the king, he was praying. So 8 o'clock morning prayer will not do it for that moment. 12 noon prayer will not do it for that moment. But the constant awareness, Pastor Larry was sharing last night and he said that our circumstances from without can never defeat us, can never become the obstacle to our success. Why? Because the greater one is within us. And that our success is generated from within. So the question is, how do you release this success, this incredible power that endures us? How do you release it? You release it through the power of praying. Charles Spurgeon says this now, and this one is a direct quote from him that I, that I see. Watch this. He said, prayer is the lever or lever which opened the treasure hidden within. Every one of us is carrying treasures. Treasure, you carry it in 2021, you carry it in 2022, you carry it in 1990. You carry, every day, as a born again believer, you are carrying treasures. But the reason the treasure is not released into your situation is because, you, because you've not pulled the, pulled the lever. Prayer, Charles Spurgeon says, is the lever which open the hidden treasure in. Amen? 
So in praying more, the point is cultivate the presence of God continuously. You do that by constantly praying. Just from driving to my, from my house to the church this morning, I prayed about four or five times. You just, you just don't wait till you have an emergency and then start praying. Many of you here are in medical, uh, you're in health, health, uh, healthcare industry. The purpose of vaccination is to immunize you against a disease that's coming. So you put the vaccination in your system before the disease arrives. That's what the continuous presence of cultivating the presence of God does for you. So just don't wait to have a calendar prayer time. That's good. It's essential. Do that. But along with that, pray more. By meaning, praying constantly. Constant. You know what that does? It tells God, I understand, God, you are in control. Even though things look normal, it looks, I understand what to do, how to do it. You are constantly bringing God into your equation. and say, God, you are in control. Praying more. The next thing I want to say is praying more, not just praying more, but praying more and effectively. Now, this one is big. This one is big. One of the things we need to try to adjust is this element where when we're praying, especially on a landmark occasion like New Year's Eve, Christmas, or uh, prayer vigils, or Thanksgiving services, the issue where we stand and say, God, I want to thank you because there are many people that went to bed last night, they didn't wake up this morning. Really? Especially those of us of, the, of this persuasion. For some reason, we think God gets glory by making that equivalency. Oh, there were those who were with us in January, but here is December 22, December 2022 now, they are no longer here. And God, I thank you because you kept me. Really? That is an insult to a holy God. So I think the only way we can praise God and thank God for what he's done for us is by looking and comparing with those who had misfortunes. No! Please stop it. In all things, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Has nothing to do with anybody else's misfortune. God, I thank you because you've been good to me. That's enough. I don't need to compare myself now to somebody that something was not so good. First of all, look at this. You have among you, while you're saying that, people who just lost a loved one. Or who's going through a terrible time of misfortune. They're already carrying a pain for what happened to them. Now you are reminding them. High insensitive. Give God glory for who he is. Give God glory for what he has done. Give God glory for what he's doing. Don't bring in somebody else's sad story. You, God don't need that. And you will not find that in the New Testament. You will not. You will not find. The only people that make reference to other people's misfortune, you know who they were? The Pharisees. God, look at that Gentile. Look at that tax collector. He didn't do this, he didn't do that. But me, look at where I am. No, God is not interested in that. We want to pray more effectively. And by praying more effectively, we need to go to the scriptures. If we are going to get the result that the apostolic church received, the same results, we must use apostolic methods. 
We cannot create our own method to receive the result that they receive. It doesn't work like that. When I was with the Bible League years ago, uh, one of the things we did at the end of each year is measure our ministries, our various ministries. And there are two criteria that they usually use in measuring this, uh, the success or the progress of the ministry. One criteria is what we call the effectiveness of that ministry. That is, effectiveness measured by the output or the result we received as a result of what we did in that year. Effectiveness measures the results, the results of ministry. But that's not all they measure. They always also come back and measure the efficiency. Efficiency describes the cost of doing that ministry. So you got this result, wonderful. How much did it cost to get it? Are you following what I'm saying? You may be a businessman. Uh, you, I don't know, maybe you're selling widgets, you're selling yo-yos, you're selling whatever you're selling. Shoes or Louis Vuitton, whatever you're selling. You're in business. At some time, at some point, you measure the success of that business by saying, how much sales did we have in 2022? Or whatever year that was in question. That's one criteria. But the second thing you must measure is how much did it cost us to produce that result? Because if you're just measuring result and you don't measure what, cost, what it costs to, to get it, the result, you've not done anything. You don't know what changes to make, what adjustments to make. The Red Cross among nonprofits was one of the most effective nonprofit organizations in the United States. Because for every dollar that's given to them, 99 cents went out to do the work. I only kept one dollar, one cent. Think about that. That is huge, not only effectiveness, but also efficiency. It means they are lean and mean and able to produce the result they produce using minimal resources to do so. So for me and you as Christians, we need to learn not only to pray more, but also pray effectively. The way to pray effectively is to pray according to how Jesus prayed, to pray according to what we see and know from the New Testament. Remember, mind you, I'm emphasizing New Testament. There are many Old Testament praying that, does not, that is no longer valid. Oh, you guys don't know that? Okay, three people don't know it. One, two, three. The rest of you guys are still thinking about customer service. Bless you. Amen. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their sins, then I forgive their sins and heal the land. If you still praying that now, you are not praying an effective prayer. Look at the calendar. This is 2023. 2,023 years since the cross. That's a long time ago. Because today, God does not give you conditions to hear you like that. So the best place for me and you to learn how to pray and pray effectively is to read the scriptures. Now, so let's just go to Ephesians chapter 1. That is why this whole book, this whole book of Ephesians has been so fascinating to me, what Paul has done. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 20. I see, I see Lee taking his position. That's a sign to me that you need to get off the platform. <laughs> But I, I told you, seniority counts. <laughs> AARP, look at that. 
I'm pulling my rank today. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Supported. Thank you. I have one support. That's good enough. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 20. Therefore, I also, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you. Now, notice, Paul did not make any reference to anybody's misfortune. <laughs> Doctor, thank you so much. I need your support. Amen. <laughs> Making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatest of his power toward us who believe according to the work of his mother? Notice, and we're going to deal with this when we start next week on the, stand, on the message on standing your ground against the enemy. Notice Paul's, notice what he said. He said, when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, he was not praying because somebody died. He was not praying because somebody just lost their house. He was not praying because some sad, terrible thing happened. That is our problem. We wait for something bad to happen, and then we start praying. Paul said, when I heard of your faith, among the, the fact that you are a born-again believer, you know what that means? That means there's a target on your back. Nothing bad needs to be happening yet, but before, because you are a child of God, immediately... Hell takes notice. Hell gets all his demons, and they said, This one is born again. Therefore, all attack centralized on this one. So, Paul is not waiting for you to get sick, for you to lose your house, lose your husband, lose your children. No, he said, Because I heard of your immediately that figure something in me. I shouldn't wait until you get in trouble. I'm already praying for you. But that's not all. And I'm going to wrap it up now. Three key things Paul prayed about that I want us to focus in in 2023 as we go forward. One of the biggest challenges for me and you is in knowing what to do in any given situation. I want to go to college, which one should I choose? I want to get married, which man or woman is suitable? I want to get a job, which one do you want from your God? I want to buy a house, which neighborhood? The choices we have to make, like Pastor Lani said last night, goes on and on and on. And so the question is, what shall I do? Many of us in the past, hopefully not going forward, we spend endless hours. God, which job shall I take? Is it uh, Chase Morgan Bank? Or is it uh, Prime America? Uh, shall I come and work at Gold Church? I mean, we, 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 we pray for the fruit, not the root. We're praying for the fruit and not the root. And Paul's thing is, I mean, this is a fishing church. They, they, they had a lot of people there. There must be needs in that church. But notice he did not address any personal need as you have, I will do in our prayer videos. Instead, He's not trying to give them fish, but he's trying to give them, tell them how to fish. Yes. Yes. He's not trying to supply their fish for the moment. He's trying to create a pond for them. He said, the first thing you need to do 
is to understand and come into the knowledge of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That answers the question what to do. Because Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct you. Who's him? Jesus. Jesus. Then Proverbs chapter 4 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all of your getting, get understanding. And Colossians 2, 3, Paul tells us that all the hidden wisdom and knowledge is in Christ. So what am I praying? What shall I do? Should I marry this one? Should I buy this one? Should I do No. The prayer should be, Jesus, you are the epitome of wisdom. Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you for your wisdom in this matter. I thank you that you give me a revelation knowledge concerning you. Because once you see Jesus, you see your answer. You don't need any man to advise you. Once you encounter Jesus in that situation, your answer comes. So we are chasing things that are not lost. A wife, a husband, children, jobs, businesses. What you need is Jesus. Just one thing. One thing. And Paul says, I'm praying that you tap into the wisdom and the spiritual revelation, rather spiritual spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Every time you know Jesus in a situation, revelation comes. It's just simple, because that's who he is. He brings a solution to the issue. We need revelation to see. That's why I praise that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. That's all you need to see. So all these prayers that we're praying, they are not effective. If you, had, if you got the result last year, you won't you be praying it this year. I won't mention the nation. Every year they come up with a new thing. 2020, the year of this. The year ends, nothing didn't happen. 2021, the year of that. That year ended, nothing happened. And the people keep on going there like, like cattle. They continue to just go there and put their mouth there and go, okay, what is the thing for this year? Nothing! When are you going to learn? Get Jesus. He's the answer you are looking for. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. So the first thing he tells him, get the spirit of wisdom and revelation in order of him. Number two, let your, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. And I mentioned that a minute ago, when we want to change our behavior patterns. This is a new year. I'm sure if I was to ask you guys for your New Year's resolution, some of you want to gain 10 pounds, others of you want to lose 50 pounds. Some of you want to grow taller, others want to be shorter. The list goes on and on and on. You are praying for the fruit, not the root. Let me give a classic example. Maybe my child is on drugs. And I'm talking to him, son, you need to stop doing this. Stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing this. And I'm praying, God, Jesus, deliver my son from drugs. Wrong prayer. It's noble, but wrong prayer. Why is he on drugs? Or why is she on drugs? There's only one reason. They lack revelation of Jesus. That's it. Woo. So what should be the correct prayer? I'm praying the root cause. Father, I thank you that my son gets a revelation of who you are. 
Father, I thank you that my daughter gets a revelation of who you are. Father, I thank you because Jesus, I know you manifest yourself to my son. Because there's no one that's ever encountered Jesus that lived the same way. It's not possible. It's not possible. So we pray over drugs. Okay, so you pray over this, uh, whatever the meth needs now. How about when they bring weed tomorrow? So you, 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 the catalog of your prayer begins to increase. I go from meth to weed to cocaine, and the next one that they are manufacturing that will get here two years from now. You're praying the wrong prayer. Zacchaeus got to encounter Jesus one time. Hey, without anybody prodding him, said, Jesus, Listen, hey, let me confess my sin. If, if I've defrauded anybody, if I'm going to pay. Nobody asked him to do so. That's what the revelation of Jesus will do in your life and in my life. So I just want to pray now. I know my time is way overdue. These guys, they may ban me if, if I don't uh, try to go with them. I want to pray two kinds of prayer in closing. We read. Come on, why are you guys rushing me? There's plenty of time. It's just 11.51. Yeah, I'm gonna, thank you very much for that. I'm going to take my time. There's a passage in Luke chapter 1. In verses 26 through 37. That describes the angelic or the supernatural visitation from God to both Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Elizabeth. And as I pondered over that passage, something just stood out to me, and that's what I want to use to pray for us now. There are two types of people here this morning. There are the Mary people. Mary's name Believe it or not, means rebellion. But she was not rebelling against God. If anything, we see a portrait of rebellion against the system that put a limitation on her. So there's a Mary type person here today. The thing that Mary had going for her in her rebellion against the system in which she lived was that she had godliness with contentment, which the Bible says is great gain. She was not looking for anything. She was content to be a child of God, doing whatever she found her, her hands found to do. And she was not, um, she had no ambition to become the, uh, a rabbi or this or that. No, just godly and living from day to day. Nothing to make her distinguish from those around her. And God said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Because now godliness with contentment comes with great gain. You are here this morning. You are here. And then there's the Elizabeth. Elizabeth represents, her name means oath of God. It represents those of us with overwhelming need. Need that we've trusted and believed and asking God to meet in our lives. And the amazing thing about this story and this passage is that how the Marys and Elizabeth had a collision court with destiny. 
and that is your that is your thing this morning whether you're Mary or Elizabeth you're on a coalition course to the favor of God to unleash within you the destinies that God has for you if you just stand to your feet let us pray you can just take your you can just you can just find yourself in one of those two groups either you are the Mary just living from day to day content you're godly and you're not asking for this and asking for that and God says because you did not ask I'm gonna give it to you anyway that is you and then the Elizabeth where something is nagging at you and you are just fretting and say, God, God, how long, when, when, when? And God said, today is your day. You are the collision course with heaven and God will deliver. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we call heaven and earth in alignment in this moment. We pray for your people, the Marys, those that are living godly, and content and you say it's with great gain and so today in Jesus name we unleash in their lives that great gain that heaven has secured in their behalf through the power that's available in the blood of Jesus no more delay no more deferment in the name of Jesus we release them to the gain that's awaiting them in this season thank you Lord God that Jesus you are birthing a new thing in their lives. <laughs> in every area of their life that has been previously dark and unproductive, we release productivity. We release fruitfulness. We release blessing. We release progress. In the name of Jesus, receive it in Jesus' name. Because nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. Because with God, all things are possible. So I receive for you and I thank God for his possibilities in your life in this new season. In the name of Jesus. And for the Elizabeths, you've been carrying this pain. You've been carrying this reproach. You've been asking. You've been begging. You've been pleading. And you said, God, when? 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 How long? How long? How long? Jesus said, now is your time. Every mountain of opposition that's hurt you in by the enemy right now in Jesus name destroyed every unimaginable impossibility will give way to unlimited opportunities in your life in the name of Jesus and so father we thank you we bless you Lord God that you give us the faith you give us the grace to trust you to believe you to hold on to you that in this new year we will pray more by cultivating your presence we'll pray more for, for, by reminding ourselves that in and of ourselves we can do nothing jesus you are a helper jesus we thank you for the holy spirit because you have already told us we do not know how to pray as we ought to but that the spirit of god is what has praying in us and through us effectively and accurately according to the plan and mind of god so lord we receive you now we thank you we thank you that we are praying more we are praying more we are praying more we are praying more lord we prioritize you we prioritize praying father god in the name of jesus because we recognize that praying is the liver that opens the hidden treasure that's within us because greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world and so father god we thank you we thank you that when we pray you will answer you show us great and mighty things of which we know not and so we bless you for that we honor you lord we honor you father thank you 
Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the success of 2023. Thank you for the blessings of 2023. Thank you for the favors of 2023. Thank you for the progress of 2023. That when we come back this time next year, we'll be different people. In the name of Jesus, as a result of your goodness and your mercy upon us. Thank you, Father God. And Lord, we remember all of those that are traveling, either coming back or going. Lord, that your hedge of protection is run about them, that you watch over them. You take them out and you bring them in, safe and sound, to the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Get the honor and the glory now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.